Okay. You know what I'm curious about today? How to get rid of flies when you're trying to record an episode. I mean, this fly has been bothering me this entire time. But I don't blame it. Probably wants to hear some value from me. But it won't get any because I'm so clueless. Like today, I'm very much clueless about business plans. I mean, obviously, also I've heard if you are starting a business, you need a business plan. I've always believed that because that's what I've always been told. But this is no ordinary business. This is a podcast business. And so I'm not really sure if a business plan is necessary. If it's something I should be doing. Perhaps business plans are overrated. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. But whatever it is. I'm no MBA graduate. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to write one. I don't know where to start. What to do. Yeah. I definitely need some help. I think I can help you with that. Oh, hi, Obil. Nice of you to join us today. I hope you're good. Hello to you too, Lindo. What do you have for me today? Evoterra has the dubious honor of releasing the 40th podcast ever. Other notable podcasting elements from his past include authoring podcasting for dummies and expert podcasting practices for dummies, launching and running one of the first large podcast networks, building a successful strategic podcast consultancy, and is a celebrated keynote speaker on stages around the world. He was inducted into the podcast Hall of Fame in March 2022. He has also done a bunch of really, really weird stuff that Google still shows. He sounds like the perfect person. Okay, you know what? Dial Evo up. Clueless Entrepreneurs! Welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawoshi Msane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you, are you ready to be less clueless? Thank you very much, Mr. Evo, for joining me for today's episode. Are you excited to be here? Um, are you, yeah, are you excited to be here on today's episode of The Clueless Entrepreneur? Let's do this thing, Linda. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man, I love that spirit. So before we start, I just want to know from you, um, knowing that you, you know, have a podcast. First of all, I'm very curious about this. What does pontification mean? You know, you have a podcast named Podcast Pontification. So can you just please tell us a little bit about that? You know what it means exactly? 
Yeah, sure. So so pontificating is when you're thinking deeply about a topic, you're you're pondering, you're really trying to get into it and and also uh, that it also means just kind of thoughts that come into your head. Hey, I'm on, I'm pontificating about this. I'm I'm thinking about this and I'm kind of thinking out loud. And so podcast pontifications is my attempt to do both of those things around podcasting. It's deep thoughts, and but then also sometimes fleeting thoughts uh, around uh, something to do with podcasting's future and, and ways we can make podcasting better. Wow. I actually listened to some of your episodes. Very short, but very, you know, valuable. Um, it's definitely something that podcast you know, podcasters should definitely listen to. And, you know, before we start, I have also, I also have one more question, which I ask all my guests. Um, what is something that you are clueless about, perhaps, that you are very curious to perhaps know, you know, um, in the near future or something? Yeah, so I'm incessantly curious about about most things uh, in life. I think something that is currently on my mind that I'm a little bit on the well, more than a little bit, I'm I'm a lot clueless about um, has to do with some renewable energies that we're seeing more and more coming up in line. So yeah, I'm spending some of my my free time doing a little bit of an investigation to satisfy some of those curiosities. And how are you finding that? You know, exploring that is it interesting fun yeah no it's 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 completely fascinating because there's there's so many things happening in the space from you know from big wind farm generations to some new hydrogen cells that are coming out there's, there's just there's just so much that's happening in the new energy space um i i have in fact i have too many sources <laughs> to be honest <laughs> to look at there's trying to figure out where to focus my attention on that is is uh, is, is part of the challenge Wow. No, I just like the whole thing, you know, about being clueless and curious, you know, um, always having something to be curious about and always learning. I think we need to also push ourselves to just discover new things. So I definitely like Absolutely. the fact that there's something that you definitely are curious about, uh, which is perhaps maybe outside of your normal things, which you do. And speaking about normal sure. things, um, Let's talk about podcasting. Let's talk about a uh, podcast business. Now we're talking about a business plan um, for podcast businesses. So is it necessary for us to have a business plan for our podcast business? And if so, why? Yeah. So the answer to many things is always, you know, it depends. <laughs> there's, a, there's a spectrum of answers. Um, but look, I think if you are trying to make a business out of podcasting, you are a podcaster, or maybe you want to be a podcaster, and you want to have some revenue that comes out of this, uh, then yeah, it makes sense for you to understand how that might happen and really understand the, the various pieces that go into it, what, what, what's this going to cost and what it's going to gain, what are you going to gain on the other side of it? I, I think anybody going into podcasting with the idea they're going to make money should probably sit down and, and write out something. It may not need to be a formalized business plan, but, it, but it, you certainly need to have something in writing that you're committed to, that you're starting to work, forward, uh, work towards every day. All right. No, that's quite interesting. And, you know, perhaps this is something which we don't think about when we start a podcast. Um, but when we are turning it into a business, we definitely need to think about that having a plan in place. And perhaps what are some of the things that we need to consider when we are actually, you know, writing that business plan or before we actually write that business plan? What are some of the things to keep in mind um, when we are doing that? 
Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into having a, a plan of how you're going to actually make money. I think one of the first things that you should do before you start writing it down is take a very um, honest and clear inventory of yourself and your skills, because there's a lot to podcasting that's not just talking into a microphone. And that's that in some case in some instances is actually the easiest part of podcasting. But there are all the other pieces. And I don't just mean editing your audio, but yeah. I mean the your your platform. I mean who if you plan on having guests on your show, how are you going to reach out to those people? Do you have the the contact list that allows you to do that? If you're doing a solo show like I do, do you have 20, 50 different things, different angles and topics in, in, that are germane to your category that you can talk about? Do you, what sort of a budget do you have to work with if there are certain things you can't do and you need to farm out some of the writing perhaps or a website? So having a real honest inventory of yourself and your skills and your wherewithal to do things, it's a great place to start. Mm. Wow, I definitely love that. Um, I mean, that's so much to think about, but it's definitely something which could be useful, you know, not not could be, which is probably useful for someone who is turning their podcast into a business. And perhaps, you know, I just want to know, you know, you did mention that um, you don't have to write an extensive, you know, plan long thing, you know, something which might be intimidating to think about. So what makes a podcast, I mean, a business plan for a podcast business different maybe from other ordinary business plans which are out there? How should we approach it? I think that? a yeah. lot of, yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of differences. And, you know, one is in the fact that podcasting doesn't have an immediate built-in revenue stream like mm -hmm. a lot of other media platforms do. Like if you want to be a YouTube person and you want to have a YouTube channel, YouTube has its own monetization system that you can get plugged into. And all, all you have to do, all, he said, with massive air quotes, you know, is get like 100,000 people watching your videos and, you, and you'll make a little bit of money. That makes sense. But we don't have that in podcasting. Yeah. You know, there is no immediate turn on and now my podcast has been monetized. There are some services that are coming up which will allow for some of that through advertising but with podcasting because we're such a decentralized medium you know that's that's a little harder to to plug into especially very early on uh, in in your podcast so when you're writing your business plan whether that's a formal business plan or whether that's something like the business model canvas which i prefer to talk about um really understanding where those revenue sources are and and how you actually and, and very realistically might be able to capitalize on those from, you know, doing listener supported things from Patreon to possibly some advertising, or maybe you're going to sell straight out sponsorships to people or some sort of other direct contributions from your fans, you know, really understanding that everything you do is going to be extra and, and a piece of effort. It's not just a turn on, you just to flip a switch. Uh, yeah. You'll just probably set up for success if you think about it in the proper way. Mm. Well, uh, you mentioned something about a business model canvas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So can you just That's please correct. tell me more about that? Um, what's the difference between it and a business plan? 
Yeah. So a business plan, as I'm sure you're familiar with, is a pretty static document. It's, you know, it's a five page or a 50 page. And my problem with business plans is that they tend to be out of date the minute the, they're finalized <laughs> because things change <laughs> yeah. pretty quickly. And they're also very difficult to really read through. And maybe your banker wants to see your business plan if they're giving you a loan, but it's probably not something that you ever refer back to because it's just this big, long, multi-page PDF. A business model canvas, on the other hand, uh, has something that's been around for, oh, probably 10 to 15 years. I started using it uh, pretty extensively in, in 2014 when I was running a startup incubator and accelerator program. And it is a one sheet that has multiple columns. How many columns? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different columns in it uh, that breaks out the various aspects of, of running uh, a business and specifically running a startup. And it's, it's the tool to kind of help you figure out not just what your business plan is, but what your business model is. Where, what are your revenue sources look like? What is your mm -hmm. unique selling proposition? Who are your customers? You know, all of those various angles. But it's on, a one, it's on one piece of paper designed to be either hung up on your wall or stored as a document online that you can refer to as things change. Because one thing you'll learn in business and anybody will learn in business is that it changes very quickly. Yeah. May, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's two months, but it needs to be revisited. Nobody goes back and revisits their old business plans. It just doesn't happen realistically. But with a business model canvas, a much shorter, much less formalized thing, that can be revisited weekly, monthly, or whatever time you need to do it. Wow, I actually didn't know about a business model canvas. And, you know, perhaps, you know, because we want the best for our listeners here. So maybe which one would you um, suggest would be best for someone who is a podcast entrepreneur, the business plan or the business, you know, model canvas and why perhaps? Yeah, I would say, look, I'm a big fan of using the tool that's right for you, right? Just like there's no perfect microphone, it all depends. You know, the best microphone you can get is the one that uh, you have and know how to use. Mm -hmm. It's the same for a business plan. If you are skilled, if you taught, if you took classes in, in how to do a business plan and it's what you do, then write up a business plan. But if, if that is all brand new to you, if the thought of just sitting down with a blank piece of paper and, you know, something with a mission statement to start, ugh, uh, if that yeah. just doesn't make any sense to you, then just do a quick search for business model canvas. You will find thousands, if not millions of different results, uh, free downloadable templates. There are some books that were written on the topic that are amazing. I highly recommend getting them. There are videos that walk you through, that actually let you sit in the audience while other startups and businesses go through their business model canvas planning. There's a huge uh, community out there that will support new people working in the business model canvas space. So... I, I clearly I have an opinion. I, I think yeah. the business model canvas is far superior uh, to to a business plan. But look, uh, not there's no such thing as one size fits all. Mm, definitely, no. I definitely like that, and I would like to explore it further. Um, but since today we are talking about business plans, um, we'll just yeah. leave that for now. Um, although I definitely would like to talk about that sometime in the future as well. So when sure. we're looking at you know the business plan, particularly in the context of you know the podcast business. What does it consist of? What should it consist of? You know, when you are writing that plan, you would decide to sit down and start writing. What 
are the things that you should be writing in that business plan for your podcast business? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot you can put in there. And of course, people who teach various business schools will have different opinions on it. But from my perspective, as someone who's had to do something similar and figure out ways podcasting makes money, there's really the, the most important pieces of a business plan. Uh, I like to start with the end in mind first is how are you going to make money? What really do your revenue sources look like? Uh, I, I think that's super important to have. The second part of a business plan that is equally important is a cost structure. You know, a lot of podcasters, especially hobbyist podcasters, tend to do everything on their own. And you can do that. I mean, heck, I wrote Podcasting for Dummies back in 2005 because there's really nothing in podcasting that an individual can't do. But a business is different. You can be a solopreneur and, and make money, and sure, that, that's, that's fine. But uh, most businesses have you know employees or contractors, division of labor, starting to spread things out, and those things incur costs. And especially in podcasting, things incur cost. Not just cost in money, like paying for your hosting provider and perhaps paying for a writer to come in or maybe paying for someone to make your website, but also paying for your time. Got to remember, every hour you spend on a podcast is an hour you're not doing something else that might make you revenue. So having a real clear understanding of your cost structure helps. So clearly, revenue and cost are two of them. But I think the third one, the one that really makes, to me, it makes a business plan a little bit more realistic is really, and I talked about it briefly with the um, with the business model canvas, and that's understanding your your USP, your unique selling proposition, that which sets your show, your business apart from the other shows slash businesses out there. Really drilling into you, your, your USP is super important. You know, a lot of people recommend having that down to an elevator pitch, and I agree. You should have your USP down to a quick elevator pitch so you can explain it to someone why they should listen to your podcast in, in 15 seconds. Yes, you should do that. But in your plan you might want to get much more detailed. That might be five or six paragraphs. That might be five or six pages. Who knows? It's a series yeah. of bullet points. What is it that really stands your, that makes your show stand apart from the rest and what nobody else can do? Mm. Wow. That's definitely a whole lot of value there that you've just shared with me. Thank you very much for that. Um, and, and perhaps just to find out from you in terms of, you know, looking at, revenue and things like that. So when you're writing that, um, that plan, you know, are you writing down the possible or the streams of income, which you might, you know, which might be available to you? Or are you just writing down those which, um, I don't know how to put this. Are you, are, are, do you write down maybe everything which is available for podcasters? Are you writing down things which you will use uh, specifically? Um, and yeah, how, how do you know yeah. where to, you know, which, yeah, I don't know if you understand yeah. my question. This is a great question. I, I, yeah. I think I understand your question. So I, I think it's very important for you to understand all the possible revenue sources a podcast can have. I just hit a couple of them here. And I would, I would encourage you to go through and do a search and figure out, you know, podcast revenue stream or something like that. And you'll see five, six, 12. I've, I've seen a lot that, that get listed out there. You should understand what those are. And then you should say, which one of these, which of these, not which one of these, which of these do I want? Because the best 
best method of making money from podcasting is using all of them or as many as you possibly can, not necessarily all. So look, there are some podcasts who make a lot of revenue by selling tickets to live events. That happens, right? But that will not, that's never going to happen for me. I don't, you know, me, me going to a live event is more about promoting myself and the things that I do, as opposed to trying to charge tickets to have someone sit in and listen to me record a podcast, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense, but for some people it does. So understanding all those different revenue, revenue streams is key. And then in your plan, in your document, where all this is, then you do select the ones you're going to try. But you do more than just write down where the money's going to come from. You need to put in some projections. And they need to be realistic projections. So if, for example, if you say advertising, I'm going to make money on my podcast via advertising. Okay, how much money are you going to make via advertising? Well, you can actually f estimate that. Most shows get around 100 to 125 downloads per month. That's it. And most ad deals are sold on like a $25 US dollar, $25 CPM or cost per thousand. So, you know, that's not going to be very much revenue. If you're just going to have an average show, you know, it's going to make you, you know, $2.50 a month on ads if you can sell any ads whatsoever. So make sure that you don't just say where the revenue is coming from, but actually have an, an honest projection of what sort of revenue that's going to bring in. Wow. I definitely like that. And, you know, I'm someone who's very optimistic and perhaps, you know, I might just write something down, which probably not happened for me. Um, so I definitely like that point about being as realistic as possible. And, you know, perhaps just looking at the plan itself um, when, when you are drafting it, at which stage should you draft this, you know, business plan? when you are thinking about when you are like starting the business or like turning the podcast into a business or maybe when you know you've already you know or like started operating as a business perhaps um which stage is the yeah. right stage you know i i think it can go anywhere i mean just like a lot of businesses operate not podcasts but a lot of businesses operate without a business plan it just, it just happens. You don't have to have a business plan to make things work, nor do you have to have a business plan to put together a podcast. I think if you're business-minded, if the listener out there hasn't yet decided what kind of podcast they want to actually have, then it's a great time to start putting a plan together now so you can understand those realities. But also, if the podcaster has been going for two or three years as a hobby, maybe they're seeing good growth, maybe they just want more growth, or maybe they want to find a way to make it a, a true going concern for them, then that's a great time to put together a, a business plan. I, I think the key thing to think about is that the great thing, there's a lot of great things about podcasting, but one of the great things is that once you've established the relationship with the listener, and today that is primarily controlled through a podcast app. So once you've convinced someone to follow your show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever else that they're using to listen, once, they've, once you've made that connection with them, you, can, you, the podcaster, can change your show at any time you want, as drastically as you want, you can change the name of the podcast. And people who are subscribed to and or following your show will keep getting it 
with the new name. You probably want to, you know, let them know that's happening and why it had this happened, why the change happened. But there's never a point in time where you have to worry about, oh, I do something that might alienate my audience. Once that connection's made, then you still have that. Of course, it's, you know, your audience can choose to stop if they if they don't like the new direction. So if the business plan you put together suggests you make some pretty radical, drastic changes to your show so that your business goals can be met, go ahead and do that. Again, if that's part of the plan. So to your question, you can start business planning at the beginning or you can start it at the end or in the middle, anywhere. It, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just important for you to do if, in fact, your goal is to make money with the show mm, mm. and should you keep on you know revisiting it making changes here and there how often should you do that i i think that's the most the, the one of the reasons why business plans are kind of falling out of favor in my view is because they don't get revisited often enough look if your business plan you know, you asked me earlier what what components a business plan should have and one of the ones i didn't mention is profit you know, yeah. how much money is this going to make? Putting together a plan and sticking it in a, in a drawer does nothing. Putting a plan together and says, in six months, I will generate X thousands in income minus expenses for this podcast. Putting that in there is super important. And then the question is, well, that's one of the best times to go revisit is, did I hit the metric I said I was going to? Did I achieve the revenue goal that I said I was going to? And if your projections for revenue were good enough, because you actually, instead of just saying, I'm going to make $10,000 from advertising, right? If you actually broke down and figured out how you, how you actually achieve that, or if you said, look, I'm going to get $500 a month from Patreon sub, sub supporters, but I only got you know five people supporting me at $5 a month. Now you can go back to that business plan and you can say, okay, what else do I need to do to cause those revenue sources to, to do my best to get those revenue sources to to increase? So yeah, revisit it um, as often as is necessary, but probably more often than you think. Mm. Well, I definitely like that being able to like measure, how, you know, how well you're doing in terms of implementing that plan and what you put out, you know, on the goals you made um, for yourself in that plan. And I think it's very important as well to write down how you actually going to achieve what you are planning, because it's easy to just write down, yeah. I want this X amount of money. But if you don't know how you're going to do that, you're just hoping for the best, then that's not going to work yeah. at all. So I definitely love that no. aspect of knowing exactly how you are actually going to achieve that, which I think is important. And perhaps, you know, Good. what are some of the mistakes that um, people often make, you know, when writing, drafting these business plans that we should avoid making? Or perhaps not even some common mistakes, mistakes which you think might occur um, to someone, maybe they're not even that common as in my scene, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I look, I think the biggest mistake that people make with the business plan is thinking that anybody cares about their business plan. No one cares about your business plan. And again, unless it's a banker or someone whom you're going to ask money to support you on, business partners, but the the world in general doesn't care about the business plan and they certainly don't care about the business plan for your podcast. They yeah. care that your podcast is for them. 
That's what they really care about. uh, Number one thing, you know, the second biggest mistake is assuming that a business plan is immutable and never needed to be back and revisited. It it, it should be changed uh, frequently. It should be revisited even more frequently than that to make sure that you're on track because what you said, I want this to achieve. Well, you know, reality happens tomorrow and it's probably going to change what is happening. So, don't don't be afraid. And I think if there's a third one, because I've kind of talked about those, both of those, I think the third one is being too hung up on formality. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will spend hours agonizing over things like mission statements um, <laughs> or other sections of a business plan uh, that they thought they needed to have because the da- the template they downloaded had that in there. And and you don't have to do that. Again, going back to my first point that the business plan, no one cares about it. The business plan needs to serve an objective. And that means to get you on a path so that you actually do have really a business. And so I would say, do not worry about it being completely formal. Again, if there's a section that doesn't make any sense to you, like, you know, who are your advisory board? Maybe you don't need an advisory board. Yeah. Not every business does. Then you don't have to have that in there. But to to plug again for the business model canvas I mentioned previously, fill out all of those sections. <laughs> Though that is a, that is a, a certain a template that's be done. You may only have one or two things to say in each yeah. section. But you, and also the good thing is you don't agonize over it. I mean, you, these are just really bullet points that you drop in place. Mm, wow. And I guess, you know, as a podcast entrepreneur, you should definitely like do something which is specific for you. It doesn't have to be like everybody else and things like that. I definitely like that point about not getting stuck on formalities and all that, because I think it's something which is very intimidating for many, you know, all those things about mission statement, things like that. Like, I don't have a mission statement. Like, where am I supposed to think of that? Um, so perhaps, right. you know, some of everyone, I mean, not everyone, but some people are intimidated by that. I know I am. So, you yeah. know, it's definitely comforting to know that you don't really have to get stuck on those formalities. And perhaps, right. you know, speaking about formalities, um, do is it necessary for you to hire help out? Do you have to? Should you? Is that the best thing to do to hire someone to help you with that business plan? Or is it possible for you to just get it done by yourself? It it is very possible to just get it done by yourself. Now there are benefits to having an outside person, uh, a, you know, a business coach. Uh, you're getting your CFO involved, or if you have somebody else helping with your finances, just projections or sales. Then it's important to get as as you know other eyeballs on this, but. Before you spend money on the outside, especially if you're a solo person just trying it, just just this is something you should do on your own. You should grab a few templates and see what you like and put them together. If you find yourself struggling, then get, go to the outside. Or also, if you have a very aggressive goal, like let's just pretend that you said, I want to make $50,000 on my podcast by the end of next year. Pretty big goal. Yeah. Um, that probably means you're going to be spending some money to do a variety of things. So you may want to enlist the help of others who can help you figure out a path forward to that. But again, if you're a solo person, I would suggest trying it out on your own. Mm, Well, definitely. Um, I like that. And perhaps, you know, looking at, you you have been speaking about templates and things like that. So what are the tools which are available to help us out, you know, uh, which you know, uh, which I can use perhaps to draft my own business plan, for example. 
Yeah, I would say, you know, I mentioned previously business model canvas, because I think that's a far superior tool than a business plan. But for those who want to be more traditional and do that, uh, if you've if you've never put a business plan together, then if you go to places like the Harvard Business Review, their website, you can actually take a little course, uh, and it's a series of videos, I believe, that kind of walks you through why a business plan exists and actually what needs to go into one. And that's great because you're getting this from, you know, these are people who teach MBA programs. They really, really mm-hmm. know what it is uh, that they are doing. So so I would, I would start there if you've never done it before. Um, but if you have done it, uh, look, business plan templates are a, a variety of them. I personally don't use any. But if you were just simply to go and do a search through Google Docs and see, you know, who's got a good business plan template. You'll even find some for podcasts that are out there, other business plans some people have put together that they've kind of showcasing all of the different, you know, revenue opportunities as well as, uh, you know, expense, uh, various various uh, angles of where you're going to spend your money as well. So I don't have any specific recommendations other than go to HBR, Harvard Business Review, and see what they have to offer. Wow. Thank you very much. We'll definitely try and link some of those mm-hmm. links down here below. Speaking of links, what is your call to action? Um, Where can we find you? Where can we reach you? Yeah, can you please tell us more? Absolutely. So I would highly recommend if you are serious about podcasting and you too want to make podcasting better, then please check out Podcast Pontifications at podcastpontifications.com. And if you want to engage with me on the social medias, you can find me on LinkedIn, sure, but I spend most of my time on Twitter where I am at Evo Terra. Evo Terra, thank you very much for everything that you've shared, all of the value. Uh, before you go, um, do you have some podcast pontifications that you want to share right now? I mean, I listened to an episode which you are sharing about big tech doesn't care about um, podcasting. Yeah. I mean, podcasters, something like that. Um, and it was very interesting. So I don't know if you have maybe want to dwell on that or something else uh, which is on your mind right now in terms of the podcasting industry. Well, I'm I'm in the process of of drafting up the script for my next um, episode, and it's all going to be about people who say they want to have a really big podcast, not just a successful podcast, but mm-hmm. like one of the biggest podcasts. And that's a series of five reality checks to say, are you sure <laughs> that's what you want to do? Are you ready to make that kind of commitment and investment? And so that's 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 going that's going pretty well. Um, you mentioned the one about big tech. You know, the reason I talked recently about big tech doesn't care about your podcast is because of what we've seen big tech do mm-hmm. as of late. All these big promises coming in. Oh, we just wait for Google to handle this. Or, you know, great, Facebook is going to incorporate podcasts. And then those plans fizzle out because, you know what? Those big tech, they have business plans and they're tied to revenue. And when they don't actually show up, then they start doing something different. So my message on that one was pretty simple. Uh, it's on you. The great mm. thing about podcasting, it's it's de- decentralized. No True. single person holds you hostage. As long as you have good content, your content's out there. Anybody can listen to it. So it's it's all on us to do things. And that's... Uh, that's a pretty com- constant theme. You know, there is no easy way. We have no algorithm in podcasting. Yeah. We, everything we need to do, we need to do and, and uh, through people who like to listen. Yeah. And we too diverse to fail. I definitely li- like that, yeah. you know, uh, when you shared it. And 
I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just have one more question for you. Uh, saying as someone who analyzes the podcasting industry, and you know, from yeah. here, you know, in South Africa, the industry is still very new. Um, there are signs yeah. that it will be something which is booming. Uh, perhaps you know, what do you think? Do you think that podcasting will gain traction in other regions of the world? And yeah, perhaps. Yeah, you can just share your thoughts on that. Uh, why you you think that way? If you think that way or not, I I do think that way. No, I I think we. I'm going to say this. It's going to sound a little strange, but I think here in America, where I live, we are approaching not saturation. That's not the word we want to use. But the, we are approaching the point at which whatever percentage of people who podcast is in America, we're near the top of that. Wow. Right now, if you look at any of the charts from anywhere, you know, the the number one country that consumes more podcasts than anywhere else on the planet is America. Now, we only have 330 some odd million people here, which we have a population bigger than South Africa, sure. Uh, but you know, we're only like 5% of the entire global population. So where those two things tell me that where podcast will grow in the next three to 15 years is other countries, is countries outside of America. We're seeing massive growth in Europe right now. We're also seeing a lot of growth happening in South America, both in Portuguese and Spanish-speaking languages. Spanish-language podcasts are really, really exploding. Um, you know, and being in South Africa, you know, which is on the continent of Africa, which has how many different languages? You know, a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, a we're, lot, we're starting yeah. to see, a, a, yeah, yeah, so so many, right? So we're starting to see some other languages, um, you know, much much smaller languages spoken by a smaller number of people really increase because it's a great way for communi- communication to continue and happen. It doesn't have to be all in English any longer. So, yeah, I think... I think that's where we're going to see all, the, if not all, but the majority of growth over the next, as I said previously, you know, three to 15 years is all going to come from countries outside of America. And I think even outside of English speaking countries as well. Mm, mm, that's very interesting. Um, that definitely gives me hope as well, because I was starting to get a bit skeptical, you know, if this podcast industry will actually boom here in South Africa or we just wasting our time. Um, but yeah. that is very comforting to definitely know. Yeah. So- you, ha- you certainly have a lot of unique challenges, right? Cause it's not just content and language, you know, it's also accessibility. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in America, high speed internet is everywhere and everyone's got Wi-Fi. but I know I'm not sure about South Africa specifically, but I know in the continent of Africa, mobile is the primary way people are consuming their content, right? With maybe data plans that aren't terribly accessible. But as the industry moves away from downloads, which means the entire file is downloaded and now streams, and some other new services coming along to when we detect a download or a stream attempt from a network, which we know to have limited bandwidth, we can serve out alternate, much, much smaller sizes to them. I think that's going to help get the adoption much higher in places well, all around the world. Mm. Well, I definitely hope so, because those are the challenges that we are definitely facing here and has been very hard. So I'm hoping that things do definitely yeah. change, you know, so that we can create podcast businesses which are big, which are sustainable um, for ourselves. So please, guys, go check out Podcast Pontification. It's very short, honestly. I mean, I don't know if Evo is used to actually recording 
such long episodes um but it's definitely <laughs> wonderful to hear all of these wonderful thoughts um from you Evo you have been very very amazing so thank you very much for all the knowledge and value you've shared so before i let you go i mean you are a podcaster yourself and yeah i'm too lazy to close off the show so can you please close off the show and take us home <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to what I had to say. I hope that you enjoyed all of the information. Uh, again, I am Evo Terra. Thank you very much for listening. Wow, that was something. And you know what? I'm going to be writing my own business plan right now. Or oh, a business model canvas. Yeah. And so let me go get started on that. If you want to see my business plan or my business model canvas, then you'll probably find it down in the link below. If you don't find it, then I'm too lazy to write one right now. But if you come back to this feed, you might end up finding it. If you want to share your business plan with me, then you can DM me on my Twitter at Lindom Sane or on Instagram at Clueless Entrepreneur. Speaking of that, I want to build a community. In fact, I created a group which, is, which has nobody, obviously. Nobody yet. And so it's waiting for you to... Come and join it and let us exchange ideas and help each other become better entrepreneurs because we are on the same journey. We are clueless right now, but not for long, especially if you listen to this podcast. Anyways, if you want to join that group, then use the link that you'll find below. Then we'll start sharing maybe once we have like five people or something because other than that, it'll just be sad. If you have five people, then we can start talking and uh, yeah, that is exciting. I know. So make sure that you guys uh, do that and uh, you share this episode with your friends or your family or whoever might need this. Don't be selfish. Yeah. Anyways, see you next time on The Clueless Entrepreneur. And remember, it's okay to be clueless, especially if you're listening to this podcast because you won't be clueless for long. Okay. Obel, take me home. My job here is done.